Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. And as you know, we're the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we need you to share this broadcast on your social media. So help us increase our reach so we're reaching millions of minds at a time. Because we have news today on the economy that's important, timely, and it's not filtered by corporate interests that you see in the mainstream media. You're getting the real truth. And here to tell us the truth and how you should be dealing with the truth is our resident expert on the economy, Bob Kudla. Bob, thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, I've, I've looked at some of the things that are going on, some of the things you sent me that, that were newsworthy. And I'd like to start with China, if that's okay. The Chinese are in big, big trouble. Yeah, I mean, I mean, where do you want to begin with this? You know, I'll, I'll work backwards from today. They're doing a huge dollar-denominated bond offering. And what that means is that within China themselves, they're short of dollars. And that dovetails in with the this art repo thing that we've been seeing now for the last two months. And our suspicion is it's a German and or an Asian bank, and I think it's HSBC, and I think what they're doing is that they're trying to hoard dollars too. And so we have a situation over in China where, where they are short dollars. Their, their loan book for their nation is, is absolutely enormous. It's over three times their GDP. So what that means, Dave, if they start writing off these loans, it makes their yuan virtually worthless in world trade. That means they would have to trade you know, um, commodity for for imports. And at the same time that they're struggling with food and they're struggling with, with energy costs and, and now they're struggling with Hong Kong with the last election with the people basically did a big FU to China and took out the majority pro-Beijing, um, you know, parliament and now it's now it's now it's pro democracy parliament, and that's starting to leak into Shanghai and in in, in in the southern parts of China. Those people interact, so they're they're wondering what's going on. So China may have even a political football in their hands, in addition to financial, in addition to food. And then Trump just has has them by the throat. He's never going to do a trade deal. We've you and I have talked about this now for the last eighteen months. He's just playing rope a dope with these guys. They think. They think the Chinese are playing us, but they keep paying us higher and higher tariffs. It, it is an amazing situation, and I'm glad you brought up Hong Kong, because this could spell the undoing of China and their government in the form that we know them, because they need Hong Kong financially, and they can't secure Taiwan, not without a war. And you're right, the discontent spreading. One of the things I've read from materials that you put out is that their banks in the rural areas are near collapse. Um, how does that affect their overall national health? You know, it's, it's the, uh, you, ever, you know, you ever, you ever see Domino's, right? And there's, there's, a, there's a TV show article, I think I watched it. It starts with a small domino, and then it keeps hitting a bigger and bigger domino. So that's what the rural is going to do. Once it rolls out of the rural areas, it's going gonna, it's gonna to roll up into the, uh, into the mid banks and roll up into the large banks because the CCP is requiring those banks to cover for other banks. And then you get to a point where they can't cover for each other anymore. 
And if China loses the rural areas, you know, it's one thing to be able to control a city. It's a far other thing to try to control the entire countryside. You know, they would be spread too thin. And Xi doesn't, he's not exactly having monolithic power. You know, he's Northern Chinese. Okay, the Southern Chinese aren't exactly thrilled with the way in which their political leadership has been treated. So he, it, this could turn into a mess for him. Yeah, I can see that most definitely. I'm looking here at some figures um, that China's banking assets are valued at 41 trillion USD. Isn't that, excuse me, Bob, but I've read that the entire uh, GDP of the planet's about 70 to 90 trillion, depending whose figures you get. So how does 41 trillion, how is that even possible? Oh, well, you know, I mean, you could create as much debt as you want. But, you know, what I always tell people is that, you know, debt is for real. Asset, asset prices are, are, are transitory. And so you could just, they just bid up this debt. They created, you know, borrowed from the French, I mean, from the Russian communists. They created a Potemkin, a Potemkin China, you know, in their rush to, to show the world that they're, they're huge. And now they're, now they're spread really thin with the Belt and Road. And, and their biggest market, the United States and Australia, are starting to push back. You saw that Chinese uh, spy last week. He, he defected to Australia. And he's just dumping information to the Australians about how, how all this stuff plays out. So, yeah, so that, that's how it's possible. And, but when this debt goes, Dave, the rule of thumb is you go back to, you go back to the Delta you know, so when this thing finally totally unwinds, you know, you're looking you're looking at like a Great Depression kind of reset where 88% got reset. You're looking at that kind of reset. And and what will happen before then, though, is that the, the, the Federal Reserve, especially the United States, will start putting in what they call hot money. They'll create currency. Instead of like they're creating credit now, you know, and that goes to to the to the, the people out there. The infamous helicopter money will start showing up because they have to get what's called base money higher. And I think we're starting to see a little taste of that now because last week and going into this week is we saw steel stocks, copper stocks, natural gas stocks, oil stocks all started to move higher. And that's telling me that they're anticipating money coming into the system, not just credit. And that's the thing we get to watch for, Dave. That's that's the final leg and the final blow off before the whole thing then just kind of collapses in a heap. Hmm. Let me let me throw in a, a, a political aspect to this and a societal aspect in China. I know that you must know about the ghost cities. And at one time, the Chinese were stacking them with rural populations with forcible relocations at pretty high rates. Is that still going on? And is that in response in some way to the fact that they can't govern the outlying areas as tightly and that their economy in the outlying areas is a drain on Beijing? Yeah, I mean, you know, look what they're trying to do. That's why they're in a rush now to create this digital currency. So they want to create kind of like a Bitcoin, but more like a centralized Bitcoin mm -hmm. and uh, more like kind of like a ripple. And but 
you can't buy anything unless you have that coin. And then they had that social score and they got facial wreck. So what they're trying to do is they're going to try to control the population that way. But in the rural areas, people really don't have money anyway. They'll just barter with each other. And in, in interior China, it's a lot of valleys, you know, so it's not like the like not like the plains or the Yellow River and along the coast. So it's a little bit harder for them to, you know, maneuver in there if they want, especially if the population is hostile. And that's where the food comes from. So, yeah, I think it's harder to govern, just like our middle America is harder to govern for the elites on the coast, you know, and um, and I think China's going to find out they have the same problem. And, you know, that's where that's where Mao came up out of, right, out of the hinterlands. So I think the CCP is going to get a turnabout here. I think that's really interesting. Uh, okay, so how does this instability play in for, say, the American economy and in particular American investors? Yeah, so we're already seeing it. So we're seeing it because the repo started, number one. And, and, and so the Federal Reserve in this country, and I'll focus on this country, the Federal Reserve in this country now is starting to push money in. And then last weekend, they, they, they floated the trial balloon that the Federal Reserve should be concerned about income inequality. And so I think we're going to start seeing when things start getting weaker, we'll see the interest rates start to fall more. And, and then we'll start to see programs to uh, support spending at the lower levels. And you'll start seeing helicopter money come in. You know, I'm telescoping out 18 months or a day, but that's what's that. But the process has now begun. I think also, too, you know, and, and may I be so bold, you know, because you can't predict what's going to happen in a year with events. But I think the impeachment thing blew up in the Democrats face. I, I think you saw the poll numbers with Trump among traditional Democratic voters and independent voters are already leaning his way in numbers that we've never saw. And, and I, I think I think we're starting to see now, okay, we're going to have to deal with this guy for another five years. And I think he's now, he's going to start gaining power over some of these institutions. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think we'll see an infrastructure play coming into play now too, because the Democrats don't want to totally implode. So, but once that all plays out, then, then eventually this thing rolls over. My target of a recession is still 2021, regardless of what anybody else does. I think they're going to be able to make it now to the election. So they make it to the election, so the economy won't be a factor in the election in terms of unseating Trump. Well, that, that that's good news. Do you know, I think the Democrats are in real trouble, though, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but this broke this morning. There is a Senate committee, and I don't have it in front of me, and a House committee uh, that deals with appropriations that's investigating Obama's State Department's dealings with Burisma. And you want to talk about sea change in ratings? If this gets legs, watch out, because they're looking specifically at the Bidens. Well, hey, also, too, they're finding out that Adam Schiff had, has his hand in that cookie jar, too. <laughs> yes. And I think what, I think what, I think what they found, Dave, is that I think that's why the, the Hornets were swinging so hard I think they found the State Department's, um, you know, a slush fund through USAID that always circled back to the Democratic donors in the United States, and and uh, and that 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 cookie jar now is going to be closed, and all the people that have their hands in it now 
are being exposed. You know, the Carries, the Pelosi's, the Bidens, and God knows who else. Now we find Schiff was involved in this. So you're going to find a lot of people have investments in Ukraine. You know, that's why there's that's why they're so negative on Russia and so pro-Ukraine because all all their all their uh, dirty deeds are tied up in that. So this could be really really fascinating. This comes out. That's why I'd be shocked if they if they said this impeachment to the Senate, because the Senate will call all these people up because Trump's defense is going to be there's massive corruption in the Democratic Party. I uncovered it. They're impeaching me to protect themselves, mm-hmm. and and he, he's already starting to hint at that. So yeah, and I think I think you know, um, whew, I, I think the Democratic Party they, they I think they totally screwed up. What if if Trump does get impeached and it goes to a trial in the Senate, what impact on the economy would you foresee that happening? Zero. Absolutely zero. There's no way he's going to get. There's no way he's going to get convicted, and what will come out of it would be an absolute disaster for the Democratic Party. Look, Trump has been investigated investigated for three years, Dave. I know. They can't. They can't find a thing on him. So he has nothing to lose, and and the Senate will love nothing more to, than to tie up Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, uh, what's the other the the, the nut uh, the Bernie Sanders, love to tie up nothing but tie those guys up into their uh, into their convention, and now that Bloomberg's hanging his hat out there, you know they're they're like we can't be off the campaign campaign trail. And they have to sit in this trial. They can't stay away from it. And the Republicans are going to probably delay this thing to get it into spring and then look out Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, timing timing is everything. And I, I, I think you're right on the money with this. Um, the stock market won't recoil. Uh, if that happens, you think, you think it'll be business as usual? Yep, I think so. It's already, they already have discounted this. Anything bad can happen to Trump on it. Okay. Well, His polling numbers have gone up. <laughs> well, I know. I've reported on that. They've gone up 5%, and the Democrats' poll numbers have gone down more than that. Yeah, so the market already, the market already, um, they've already figured out this is just a joke. And the American people said the same thing. It seems like a more of a D.C. thing than a, U, than a, than a me thing. Okay. I, I, think that's, uh, I think that's a fair statement. With, um, with impeachment nearly behind us, then I'm just wondering what else they can do. I mean, it, it, let me tell you how ridiculous they're getting, and this is why I'm wondering what you think the next step will be. On Bob Stetler's show on CNN, he said that the Trump administration was using mind control on the American people and that patriotism is now a cult. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I mean, these, I mean, these guys are pathologically opposed to the nation state. Yes, and they're pathologically opposed to executive power, and and because they've had under Obama and probably Bush before them, the the, the bureaucratic class really ran the show, you know, with the two very inexperienced uh, executives, if, I, if if you can put it that way, and and I think you know one of them used the dad's holdovers, and Obama had every lefty out there in the world, you know, that was a Clinton holdover. And those guys ran the show. I mean, you can just see it in the way in which they talk about uh, the uh, how Trump is going to intervene 
in the in the military process for Eddie Gallagher. I mean, hello, he's the commander in chief. <laughs> there, this isn't a, the military is not a democracy, and uh, and so you know that's to say, well, I can't believe they would do that. And I'm sitting there going, okay, you mean like when Obama intervened with and and pardoned Manning, a guy who actually did become a traitor to the nation, you know? So you know they and they pardoned him probably because he had dirt on them. So, you know, it's it's just mind boggling, you know, the whole investigation was about people's feelings being hurt and and the Trump not listening to the people. There was an impeachment over over their feelings, not over can Trump legally do what he can do. Yeah. And and you know, his sanction is not getting reelected. <laughs> not being impeached. Yeah, I looked at I learned a whole new lingo about jurisprudence by watching Adam Schiff's and his Schiff show. I learned about, in my opinion, I presume, I think. That's all I've heard, Bob. I, I haven't heard anything I witnessed. He said this directly to me. I've not heard any of that. Yeah, see, you know, the impeachment process is, this half of the impeachment process is political. You can impeach, if you, if you control the House, you can impeach any president you want, Okay. And just like I said, they can make up, and they and they've been trying to make up something, you know, bribery. So they don't have to prove anything. They just they just have to get the American people to think something wasn't right happening, and then they can position it. But they totally, so totally screwed it up because they've moved now on the three different things they wanted to impeach him on, that the American people are like really confused as to what actually did this guy do, or do they just simply hate him? And so when it gets to the Senate, it's an actual trial. And the senators can't say a word, not a peep. It's everything gets subpoenaed. They, they, the, the House brings their, um, their, their lawyers in to prosecute it. And Trump can bring in anybody he wants, and he can subpoena anybody he wants to get a fair trial. And, you know, and he was so clever. He made sure he got Biden locked into this thing. And, and now that thread can just get pulled, you know. <laughs> That's a That's great amazing. observation about locking Biden in. I think there's absolutely no question about that. Um, I, I think the Democrats are done in 2020 uh, with unless they can find something new. But there's one other thing that I, I saw. I, I did not watch it, but I was watching a little bit of news uh, just to see what the bad guys are up to. Yes, I was on mainstream media briefly. But you have to see what the enemy's doing once in a while. And I was I watched an ad for 60 Minutes. And they said, tune in to 60 Minutes tonight. If you thought the Russians were involved in our election, you haven't seen anything yet. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I thought we were done with that issue. I mean, what yeah, you know, I, they're trying to, you know, pretend like they've been on top of this thing from the beginning. You know, I mean, when somebody told me that the, the Russians are involved in our election, I'm like, oh, okay, since I've been born, you know? I know, and, I know. And the Chinese are in our elections, and we're in the Chinese elections, and we're in the Russians' elections. I mean, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I think the Democrats know that they can so totally control their people that they think everybody's as stupid as their people, you know? <laughs> so, um... I think you're right I, on I the money. Get it. I mean... I mean, nobody, nobody told me that I needed to vote for Trump. You know, Trump wasn't my first choice as a Republican, but when he became the standard bearer for the party, 
there was no way I'm going to vote for Hillary. You know, oh, so I, I hear you. Um, you know, let's do a few silver bullets here, okay? Because we've looked at China's in absolute chaos politically, socially, monetarily. They're in big, big trouble. And then we've looked at uh, some political issues here in America and how it won't affect our economy. So let's line all these facts up and tell us what does the American people need to know with regard to the future of the economy? I know that you're saying recession 2021 so let's keep the confines between now and before we get to a recession what do people need to know and what should they be doing well what i think they need to need to know is they need to watch the consumer spending in the united states so watch they need to see what what happened with christmas here and then they need to see if trump if trump puts together with the democrats an infrastructure package if if they do, then I think they they'll, they'll push off they'll push off anything into you know 2021 late 2021. If they don't, they let this thing grind out. I think you're going to start seeing the the corrosive effect of inflation and higher health bills that'll make the population retract. And when they retract, that means they'll start causing some pressure on on the banks. And um, the, what the Federal Reserve is going to do is they're going to continue to liquefy this economy, and it's going to start leaking out into oil prices, into food prices, you know, into these commodity prices, and that's what killed 2007, Dave. And I think you know, plus real estate was there. That's what's going to kill 2020. Is that the cost that people have to bear outstrips their their paycheck? And you'll start seeing it with increasing, you know, uh, defaults. And the Federal Reserve can only solve that for so long before they have to actually come in there and do some hot money. So that's kind of what I'm watching right now. And then I just can't predict the unseen event. So assuming that there's no unseen event, I think we're going to just slowly just kind of grind with the stock market grinding higher, but, but different things happening with it. You know, like we're going to see what's called a rotation out of tech into these harder assets as people get a little nervous about the market being a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a little pullback and people are going to be understandably cautious. So what are you having your investors do right now? Where, where, where's the hot button? Where are people making the most money? Yeah. So when, when the federal reserve is pushing this hard on everything is that, you know, we shifted from, you know, gold and silver miners to now extractors of commodities. So we've had our, our big wins here lately with natural gas, copper companies. Um, we are, we're in a fertilizer play. You know, we're in uh, a natural gas play. And, and you know, we even bought a couple tech companies that were, were, were beaten down. And so that's going to happen. Once the Federal Reserve starts to reduce interest rates again, we're going to flip right back into the gold and silver miners again. Any weakness or consolidation in gold and silver are temporary. And that, that, will, that will explode once they realize that the Fed can't, can't contain this um, inflation. And, and then um, it's just going to be a, a seesaw between commodity inflation, I mean, commodity truck stocks and gold and silver stocks. And then leave everything else behind because they're just going to get crushed. We had minus 6% earning growth in the stock market, Dave, year over year last year. And the stock market went up 22%. 
that that's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not sustainable. It, it sounds like the landscape is going to be shifting and the smart investor and the smart firms are going to have to adapt to the changing circumstances pretty rapidly. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, and, and the smart money has already started to move. And that's why you're starting to see these these stocks that have been sitting around for years start to come up. And I, I shot you over a chart to just show you mm -hmm. how beat down they did with the commodity. And that's by no accident. That's the stock market closing. That is no accident, Dave. The um, uh, They've been suppressing these, these metal prices in order to show the Ponzi of the stock market. And it gets to a point where they just can't control that anymore. And it just will flip the model and people will start rushing into these harder assets and out of the financial assets, especially as the Fed keeps reducing because banks can't make any money as the Fed gets closer and closer to zero percent. So would you say cash is trash and it's basically going to crash and gold is bold and that's where you need to be? Yeah, and actually um, cash and gold will move together in this next move. Really? Then cash, interesting. Then, cash, then cash will be trash. And there's a, there's a precedent for that. So what I would say is go to cash if you're in financial assets and deploy some of that cash into the hard assets and, and leave yourself uh, some dry powder. And then once those things start to uh, start to sputter, then cash will be cash will be king. And then and then when it's all over, then you want to get in gold directly because then cash will be worthless. So but we're talking two, three years out from here. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I, I would have thought that would have come sooner. But uh, let me ask you one general question. Take the average American investor right now. They, the Americans basically are slow to react in the market. So take the average American investor and compare them to what people at Trade Genius do. What's the difference in, in, in the behaviors of the two different groups, the general group and the specific group? Well, the average investor is passive. Yeah. And so they're they're in whatever the, the large hedge funds, large mutual funds want them to be in, Dave. So they don't move at all unless 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 people start drawing their money out of the account. And once that happens, then things will happen rapidly. Our traders, we're traders, we're not investors. So what we're doing is is that, you know, we we figure ourselves we're like seagulls out there, right? You know, the um the bait fish came to the surface, we're feeding. When the bait fish go away, we go back and we wait for the next target. And so that's what we're doing. So, you know, we're looking at, hey, if, can we grab 3% a week in the market, you know, 5%, you know, every once in a while, and, and try to triple digit our gains in a year because we're in and out fast. And so we're not, we're not, we're not burdened by large numbers in terms of, you know, moving hundreds of thousands of shares. You know, today we got into a trade at, at right at the open and we got out of it four hours later with a 5% gain. And we had one on Friday the same way. And and so, you know, you do that enough times in your portfolio, you, you're doing pretty well for yourself. And so that's what, what we do. And we don't worry so much about the super macro picture. It's nice to know what it is so you can be positioned we're really, really watching what our algorithm says, the buying pressure is coming in, and we just attack it. I mean, my preference would be for gold and silver miners to go to the moon and never come down. Well, that's my feelings, but the market is telling me the money is being made elsewhere at the moment, so we trade elsewhere, and that's that's what we do. So we, we have our macro view, but we trade what we need to trade to make money. Okay, 
And you teach people how to do this, don't you? Yeah, we teach them, we show them, we give them the trades, and, and we have trading rooms where we can all commiserate together. And then in addition to that, we were actually holding now live trading events. We had one in Kona in October, which was very well received. We're doing one now in Orlando, which on the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of, of February, that is already starting to fill up. And uh, we get us for three days. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a master's class. You know, you can ask any question you want. And you get us for 24 hours. And what we charge for this is probably 10% of what you'd have to pay if you were somebody else. So we just make it affordable. We make it fun, make it interactive. And we really teach people to trade the way we trade. We're in the same trades, too. So. Well, okay, so people will get educated on your, your bundles. And you give guidance along the way as well as periodic conferences. And if I remember right, don't you have some proprietary software that's really good in terms of telling you when to buy, sell, and hold? We do. We do. It's our indicators. And, and uh, you can select a bundle where you get that actually uh, availability to you to use that while you're a subscriber of ours. I mean, and it literally says buy and sell. <laughs> we make it pretty straightforward. And so it works. And I'll give you an example from last night. You know, Bitcoin's been struggling. It, it's been coming down. And we waited until we got a buy signal at midnight last night. We put a trade out there. We told people to hop in. And people made 6% on that trade in four hours. Wow. We hopped back off the trade. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, so we, 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 we try not to be, we try not to be um, you know, wedded to a position. You know, we have our views. We think cryptocurrency is great, gold, silver, great. But you trade them when they're coming up. And when they're not going up, you step aside. And... Uh, and you just wait for the macro trend to catch up with you. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, and I sent you over the comments in our chat room with yeah, people that, that got those. I mean, it's just amazing. One guy goes, I wish I would have joined you guys much sooner. And uh, and that's what we do. You know, we don't promise people Lambo and none of that crazy stuff. But, you know, we see the trades. We share the trades. We're trading the trades. You know, we're not like some other people that are out there just marketing. We're in the rooms constantly. And uh, we love this stuff, and we want people to make money. That's pretty terrific. Now, you're open to any uh, person that wants to become part of what you do. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the brokerage house went to zero commission, so it just opened it up to people of any size. So, I mean, if you have $500, you can start trading now. Before, I would tell people, don't bother unless you have 5000 But now... We have programs, if you have $500, we can show you how you can lift that up over time. And depending on what you like to trade, faster than any others, you know, so you can, you know, you can trade more, you can you can take a little more risk and you can move faster or you can, or you can just slowly grow your position up and, uh, and trade things that are a little bit more uh, conservative. So we have all kinds of programs for people. And um, like I said, our door is always open. Chat room is always open. I answer every question that comes in the door. And we put everything out there, Dave. So we post every trade, whether we win money or lose money. So we don't hide anything. That's awesome. So tell me, Bob, how do people become a part of what you do? And they say, I, I want to give this a shot. Yeah, go to tradelikeagenius.com. Black Friday specials are on. Pretty, pretty clever of us. Nobody's used that before. And we have that, but we have ours running till uh, Saturday night and we pre-discounted the bundles and uh, you can um, take advantage of some really, really heavy discounts on our, our services. And, uh, and I think you'll find the return on your investment 
be well worth it. We definitely help people make money nearly every day in the market. So Saturday night, that's the 29th, is that right? It is indeed. Okay. So, uh, and if I got here a sheet of paper in front of me, 50% off your non-bundled items, right? You're right, non-bundled. So we put together six bundles. If you want to pick and choose a service out there, you just go out there, you put that promo code Black Friday in, and you'll uh, it will automatically take 50% off whatever the retail rate is. Do you have people standing by that can guide people on how to get involved? We do. So they can they can call in, they can email us, they can chat with us, and if they you know they happen to call overnight or or whatever, we we record the phone call and or the email and we'll get back to them the very next day okay so let me let me sum this up people say yeah i think i want to be here because uh people are doing really well with trade genius so they just go to trade genius academy they have until saturday night to take advantage of the 50 percent off non-bundled sale they have to use the coupon code black friday and uh, by the way tell them i sent you to give me a little pop there and uh that's basically how they get started right that's right. So tradegeniusacademy.com or tradelikeagenius.com, both places take you to the same place. Okay. Well, I hear good things about what you guys are doing, and uh, you're, you're doing a great job with your investors. You're certainly ahead of the curve. Keep up the good work, Bob, and I want to thank you for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for having me, and have a great Thanksgiving. You too, my friend.